Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of 1514. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Be sure to jump online and tell other people about your experience with 1514. Give us a rating and share this podcast episode with a friend who you think would be encouraged by it. We really appreciate the opportunity we have to minister to you and know that that opportunity to minister to people will grow most through your recommendation. So thank you for being a loyal listener and uh, pray that you enjoy today's episode and come back for more. Today I have with me a guest, uh, Dr. Jim Berg, who is an author of many books, uh, does lots of things, which we'll get into later, but and also works on faculty and staff at Bob Jones University and Seminary. Uh, Dr. Berg, thanks so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Curtis. It's a joy to be with you. Well, tell, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself. I gave a, a brief introduction there, but there's a whole lot more to you than that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I grew up uh, in a home with wonderful Christian parents in South Dakota, <clears throat> but um, in high school, really started getting away from the Lord, didn't come home a lot of nights and getting into difficulties. And um, in a weak moment, I promised my parents when I graduated from high school, I'd go to a Christian college for a year. And uh, when I graduated, I was too proud to go back on my work. So um, I went to Bob Jones to do my one-year time in that maximum security facility. And the idea was when I got paroled, I was going to go out and do what I wanted to do again. Mm. Uh, But that freshman year, God just absolutely turned me around. Mm. It made a huge difference in my life, the chapel services, my, my godly roommate, uh, the faculty, uh, there were so many things that drew me to the Lord. And um, I remember standing on the bridge in the front of the nation, uh, in front of the campus there one night thinking, Jim Berg and Bob Jones, those names don't even belong in the same sentence. And and uh, I ought to be in jail and not at Bob Jones. And uh, God really, really turned my life around that freshman year. I finished, uh, under, I, I finished my first three years, my junior year. At the end of that, I married Patty. She was just, she had just graduated. We all got married sooner back in those days. And uh, <clears throat> then I went on to seminary. And when I finished uh, that, I was asked to be on Dean of Students at Bob Jones. And uh, I was in student life for over 30 years at Dean of Students, 29 of those years. And um, uh, uh, did a, a doctorate in biblical counseling at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, we have three daughters. Um, two of them uh, have their master's in biblical counseling from, from BJU. Uh, all three of them are in uh, full-time ministry, and their husbands are as well. And uh, we have um, uh, 11 grandchildren. Um, I taught in the seminary off and on in my dean of students days, but um in, in uh, 2010, I resigned from that position after a couple of heart operations and cardiologist saying, you've got to get out of that job. <laughs> and and uh, uh, so I began teaching full-time biblical counseling at the seminary. And I've uh, been there ever since and just thrilled that the Lord um, saved me, rescued mm-hmm. me, turned me around because I was headed another direction. 
Yeah, well, praise the Lord for his his intervention in our lives in so many ways, so many ways. Well, I know when I had the opportunity to go to Bob Jones just a couple of years ago, and going into it, I kind of had a lot of perceptions about the school from stories I'd heard growing up. Uh, I think in, in Christian circles, there's a bit of urban legend around what Bob Jones is like. And when I was there, I was really, one, found out that so many of those things just were not true, but also just a, a, a great sense of... Uh, of a humility from the leadership and, and just a, a desire to serve the Lord and love the students and to do that really well. And I was really impressed by my time there and encouraged by, uh, by you all, the leadership of the school, the faculty, the students, and just thought, uh, it's a great institution and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Uh, so when, when people, if you have the opportunity to help people understand what the school is like today. How do you share that with them? Tell us what, what life at BJU is like these days. Well, I, I think just to show you a little difference, I think <clears throat> there are there's some historical things that, that happened um, that folks in biblical counseling understand when Jay Adams began biblical counseling movement or uh, writing about it. Um, his work was largely polemic. Um, there certainly was much pastoral information in there, but I think what most of us remember is the polemic nature of it, because he was he was fighting alone against mm-hmm. a lot of adversity and pushback, and and I think uh, that's that's what a lot of people remember about BJU, largely polemic. Uh, it was uh, very is is very separatist, but um, fighting back against the modernism of its day in which it was born. But but as the biblical counseling movement has uh, has matured and deepened, uh, I, th- I I think uh, the the mission of BJU has as well, and, and you see today the maturing of, of that mission. We uh, we just enjoyed some uh, really wonderful um, uh, statements from the outside. In fact, uh, U.S. News and World Report uh, listed us in one of the best regional colleges in the South. Um, the second best uh, value regional university and the sixth top uh, performer in social mobility. Uh, just uh, some wonderful things and, and um, were uh, tracks and uh, SACs uh, um, accredited. And uh, those things have helped us for, for years we weren't. Uh, we have a sports program now, the NCAA Professional Division Three and NCCAA uh, Division Two. Um, I should say provisional uh, D3. Um, but it's, um, I, I think, as you saw when you visit the campus, you see uh, uh, happy, cheerful, um, uh, helpful students and staff and faculty. And uh, it's just a great student body to be around. The faculty and staff are committed to developing Christ-like character in, in the young people and giving them um, a high educational um, standard to meet and uh, stretching them in those areas and great cultural um, awareness as well. So I, I, I'm just really thrilled to be a part of it and have been for almost 50 years now, including my student life. Mm. Well, yeah, you've gotten to see a lot of change and, and not to mention, I mean, that's a really cool fact, uh, cafeteria as well, which was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not yeah, not to make light, but it was it was really impressive. Uh, it stuck with me. Um, a few years ago, the Bob Jones create wrote up a really great 
philosophy and really strong philosophy of biblical counseling for the school, which guides uh, the care that you provide there as well as what you teach and what you're training people in. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process, because I know you had a lot, I mean, a lot of voices speak into that and, and took some time to really seriously think through that. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, we've had a biblical counseling program for over 30 years at BJU. Um, <clears throat> but uh, several years ago, uh, it was just grossly mischaracterized, and um, mm. we, we never had prepared a formal philosophy statement. And we thought, you know, we really need to be telling people who we are instead of other people telling telling who who they think we are. Mm. And um, so we, we were coming up on one of those five year program reviews with Tracks and uh, Crediting Association, and uh, we thought we'll, we'll just move that up a year. And uh, so so we did that. The, 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 uh, Biblical counseling faculty and our deans uh, began going through that and decided we would do a, uh, a very ground up uh, a, a review from the ground up. Um, we did, we sat down collectively and decided if we were building a program from scratch, what would it look like, and in mm -hmm. what order and to what extent would we teach various topics and theological and, and, and counseling. And then we invited um, a, peer, a peer review of, of where we are and where we wanted to go. So we invited, uh, Sam Williams came from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and um, uh, Nicholas Ellen represented Southwestern. Uh, we had some input from uh, a, couple, a couple of other seminaries and uh, from a couple of ACBC fellows. Um, an ACBC member here in Greenville and a couple of pastors. Um, uh, we had some from uh, training centers come and evaluate that. And, and, you know, the collective statement was, this is the best kept secret in biblical counseling. You, you've been doing this for 30 years. We like what we see here. We like where you're going, how this is maturing. Uh, so that, that was that was very encouraging and very helpful. They They helped us fill in some uh, blanks that we we had questions about, and um, and then a committee, an interdisciplinary committee on the campus, uh, got together. This is our science faculty, our um, our College of Arts and Science dean, uh, in which the our, our medical students are under, and our nursing division, and uh, so we had representatives from there, and from of course from the School of Religion undergrad and the seminary and from um, the student life and from our human resources division, because all of these are, are in the counseling in some way. And um, so we, we met as a, a committee for about a year, um, maybe every other week. And I had the opportunity to be the chief writer for that document. I, I wasn't the uh, main contributor. There were many, many people that contributed to it. Um, but we, we find, and then we took that, that document and, uh, ran it through, uh, the academic deans and all of them signed on it. And then we, we went to, uh, different department heads in, in the university and, uh, got their feedback and, uh, signed off. And then it went to the executives of the university and then to our board for final approval. And then it was, uh, published and, uh, it's, it's been a real, it was, the, the process was, thrilling to go through hmm. and to take all these issues of biblical counseling and refine them in our collective thinking. And it, it really helped uh, with an awareness of biblical counseling on, uh, on the campus as well. And then we made the, the uh, changes we needed to make or the upgrades, I would say, 
uh, not, not necessarily challenges, but uh, cha- uh, changes, but upgrades to our current programs. It was yeah. a wonderful product. That's, a, that's really good because I think it's, uh, it's a, a good testimony too to churches or other organizations and stuff too. One, to think, think well about this really important discipline and that you're not alone in it. And there's lots of other good thinkers in the field and we need to cont- uh, listen to each other, learn from each other, sharpen each other. And like you said, you've been doing it for quite some time, but there was still room to, to upgrade and to, to grow. And we will always have that <laughs> until Jesus comes back and sets everything right. So, uh, no, I really appreciate that. Well, one of the, uh, tell us real quick for students who maybe aren't aware of the school and what, what degrees are offered in biblical counseling, what, um, can they get between the university and the seminary? What degree programs in biblical counseling are offered? The, um, uh, we have an undergraduate program in biblical counseling and, um, other 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 majors can uh, minor in there or get a concentration in that as well. <clears throat> but then we have um, we've had, as I said, for years we've had a master's in in biblical counseling. Uh, by the way, the undergraduate is a bachelor of science degree, and then we have the MA. And then just um, uh, three or four years ago, um, Sachs, uh, our accrediting association, approved grad certificates. Uh, it's a, a kind of an instrument in higher ed that is used for uh, kind of continuing education or developing another discipline. So we, we took eight, uh, 18 hours out of our master's in biblical counseling. And these are all content courses, foundations of biblical counseling, counseling issues, advanced issues, and, and so forth. And um, a person can walk away with a SACS accredited graduate certificate in biblical counseling. And that sometimes people begin with a graduate certificate in biblical counseling and then realize, you know, I, w- I want the whole shoot and match. And so they, the, all that folds right into a master's mm. in biblical counseling. And that master's uh, can, uh, can fold into a concentration in MDiv program. And uh, then we have a, um, uh, a doctor of ministries program, which, which you're teaching in right now. Uh, which we just began last year, and we're really excited about that and the adjuncts who have joined us on that in that program. Um, all of the, our courses in biblical counseling uh, in the in the seminary are offered uh, totally online. They're offered in uh, one week modules. They're also offered in resident fourteen week semesters, and those fourteen week semesters are offered live stream as well. And then we have flex classes in the evenings, so you can take these classes in the evenings as well. So a lot of delivery options. Yes. And um, our MDiv and our Biblical Counseling Masters are the, the fastest growing programs in our seminary. And uh, right now, and it's, it's really helped our enrollment right now, we have 414 in our seminary. And uh, it's just been really exciting to see that growth, uh, particularly in the Biblical Counseling field. Yeah, I always try to tell uh, school administration whenever I get their ear, hey, you want to grow your student body, uh, put some effort behind your biblical counseling de- department. Right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to grow. <laughs> uh, well, Jim, in addition to teaching, you also have written a lot of books. Uh, you offer biblical counseling training in your local church uh, for your church members as well as others. Uh, you lit a, mini- a ministry with you know people who are struggling with addiction and slaving sins. You're commissioned addictions biblical counselor with the Addiction Connection and an ACBC certified specialist in in addiction. Uh, ABC biblical counselor, ACBC certified. 
uh, are you sure you're not cloning yourself? And <laughs> I just never sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that that explains it. That explains it. A really um, hard time being godly when I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the no, seriously, that is a, that is a lot, and I think it's a, a, a testimony one to longevity in ministry, but also to just working hard and, and trusting the Lord with what what you have been stewarding well what he's given you. Uh, but one, one of the things you've, we've talked about a little bit is what you love to do and where you're pouring a lot of your time is the addiction ministry. And Freedom That Last is, is the name, uh, and correct me on anything that I say that is wrong, but Freedom That Lasts uh, book and training and, and the ministry that you lead on Friday nights in your local area. Tell us a, about that ministry and what that entails. Okay. Yeah, that, that just grew out of some discipling I was doing 10 years ago uh, in town here with um, about a half a dozen men um, that were addicted and, and their girlfriends would come along. And and um, we, we eventually, I was doing this individually. And then uh, as a school year, that was during the summer and as a school year, we had to do something differently and because uh, I, I have this day job now, you know, teaching full time and I can't spend all my afternoons just discipling and working with them. <clears throat> so um, uh, the first guy I began working with, he said, Jim, you got to do something with me Friday nights. He said, I, I get mm. paid Friday afternoon. I go cash my check and I got money in my pockets and time on my hands. And, and that's a bad trigger for me. So help me on Friday nights. So yeah. My wife and I began, uh, we, we'd take our van to their apartment complex where all of them live. And um, uh, we'd bring them to the church. We'd set up a classroom there and, and I'd do a, a PowerPoint lesson. And um, then we'd split up. My wife would take the women. I would take the men. And I was writing some, uh, some Bible studies for them throughout the week. And um, uh, we, we started with those uh, seven. There were seven the, the first time we met in, in October of 2010. Um, and by uh, November, we were running 25 men and women, uh, nice. some from our church, some from other churches in the area, and, and friends of these men and women that were enslaved. And, and it just grew. Uh, from that, I, I wrote a curriculum, a three-level curriculum, Freedom That Lasts, and uh, Based on the virtues of Second Peter one, for the first one, um, kind of a spinoff of my book, Essential Virtues, and then the last two levels is a spinoff of Change into His Image, my book, and and uh, I, I tell folks I only know about two or three things. I just have to recycle them, <laughs> and and, um, uh, and and by the time you know, and we we, we train volunteers um, my for my doctoral work at Southeastern. Um, for my writing project, I developed a, a training program for lay volunteers in a local church discipleship recovery ministry. And then, um, and we've been uh, helping other churches who, who've approached me and just said, we want to try this in our church. And I, there, there are some, still some things missing for a turnkey package that uh, I'm working on right now, but, but there's enough that a, a pastor who understands biblical counseling um, and uh, it usually requires a layman to uh, kind of coordinate everything. And usually that's a man uh, who has been addicted before and is growing in the Lord and is really burdened for other men and women like himself. But um, uh, he spearheads it and has all the enthusiasm for it. And the pastor and others uh, might be doing the teaching because that guy may not be a teacher. Uh, in a turnkey package, I want to develop some teaching lessons that can be videotaped for 
for churches that don't have a teaching person in it like mm. that. And some more specific training materials and um, uh, a software program that uh, needs another um, iteration of it that helps keep track of advances through the curriculum and stuff. I, I actually, you know, I, I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but it's true. It's, it's kind of like adult Awanas. I mean, it's helping people memorize scripture and get regular in the disciplines of the Christian walk and, and journaling and mm. uh, reading their Bibles every day and attending church and taking notes and journaling that and just all the things that would make a Christian grow. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we have men and women in our church who know about biblical counseling and kind of work on those things one-on-one, uh, work with those women and men one-on-one. And uh, not everybody wants that, but several do. And um, we've seen many, many join our church over the years. And, uh, you know, looking up, we, we've done it for 10 years now. And you look up in the choir loft and there are people up there who came out of freedom at last and and um, just serving in the church in different ways. And it's, it's just been really, really exciting. Before COVID hit, we were running 100 every Friday night. Wow. And uh, we're uh, we're back running between thirty and sixty, depending on what the uptick is doing in our community at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some someday we would like to hit that normal again of uh, of uh, ministering to hundred. We we work with the rescue mission here in town and a couple of resident facilities for men and women, and um, have uh, it, it has really helped our church be be known in the community as somebody who wants to help folks and. Um, you know, if you go knock on the doors and say, we got a bus route, we'd like to pick up your kids on Sunday, you get a lot of pushback. If you walk <laughs> up to a door and say, we have an addiction ministry in our church on Friday nights. Could you give this uh, flyer to anybody you know that has, has mm-hmm. an addiction? And everybody knows somebody. And you may yeah. be talking to yeah. that person. And it's like, um, you look like an angel of mercy, not like somebody who's a child stealer, you know, yeah. on Sunday nights. So it's, it's been an exciting journey. And um my, my goal in the next three years is develop a really turnkey package for that. No, that's really, that's really good. I think uh, a, a phrase came to mind that one of our mutual friends, uh, or at least mutual council members, Daniel Henderson told me a few years back is don't create document. So we're all doing ministry all the time. And if we would just capture what we're doing, a lot of times it, it's, it's easier to put it into a, a book or ministry or something that we can then share and deliver to other people. And it seems like you've done that well for a long time, which is where a lot of your books and, and other things come from. Uh, with the, the ministry, you, you said you don't have a full turnkey package. So obviously people in your local area can be there and learn from you uh, and, and your wife and the team that you have there. But you do have resources where a church could could oh, adopt yeah. this and take it. Um, and it sounds like you're getting ready to upgrade that as well. But <clears throat> where could they go to find that and tell them? Yeah, yeah they can go to freedomthatlast.com. And we have chartered, we have uh, 10 active chapters now. I haven't really gone off promoting a lot because there are other things I want to develop. But there's enough there for a pastor who understands the, the, a biblical counseling approach to uh, life-dominating sins, and uh, once a, you, you need a you need a, a, a pastor championing it. He, he mm-hmm. can't do the work because he's got yeah. his plate full, and and then you need a very committed um, volunteer director and and volunteers in the program, and um, and then a curriculum which we provide and training materials which we provide. Um, there there are a few more blanks I want to fill in that, but it, it's it's certainly working with uh, several churches now, and. Um, 
uh, hope to see others. I would I would like to see another dozen or so um, open ministries like that uh, with freedom that last over the next uh, within the next year, actually six months to a year. And yeah, well, that would be great right now. And what a what a need. Obviously, the everybody is talking about the opioid opioid epidemic uh, that has hit our nation, but the enslaving sin addiction takes many, 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 many forms. Uh, how do you think this, uh, when, with the people that you come seeing in, what kind of things are they struggling with that you've seen uh, God deliver them from and grow them through? Well, alcohol and drugs uh, is a big one. Substance abuses, mm-hmm. even, even the secular, a, a big portion of the secular research literature says it's not the drug that keeps people enslaved, although some have a pretty strong chemical hook, but it's the fact that they don't have a better life and a better community to go back to mm. that keeps them in the drugs. And of course the church is uh, God's uh, support group and sanctification is his recovery program. And uh, we want to see them growing beyond recovery toward transformation. In yeah. Christ's life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we do have a, a we have a program that several churches are using now, and, and many others could as well. Oh, that's that's really great, and I, I think it's interesting that you you pointed out that a lot of it is you you called it a wanna for kids because so many times in everything we run into in biblical counseling, I think, and in the church too, um, the spiritual disciplines are just not adopted by so many people. Yeah. It's kind of like. I, I use the analogy for my students that reading scripture, praying, meditating, memorizing scripture, all these things, this is this is just like breathing, eating, and drinking water. If you weren't eating, breathing, and drinking water and you started having physical problems, you went to the doctor, you're not they're not gonna give you a shot, they're not gonna give you some weird treatment, they're gonna say you need to start breathing. <laughs> so it's not really surprising that when people are not utilizing the, the means of God's grace that he's given to us, that they're struggling. Um, and I think, although, although their lives become very entangled when you have a, when you have a, a you know, you have a felon on your record and, and you have uh, child support, you haven't paid for a long yeah. time and you you're homeless and, and these kinds of things that I, there are a lot of, there are a lot of issues to untangle and, mm-hmm. but that, but the scriptures give wise counsel yep. Um, yep. about that. And, and they need the community of the church um, our, our church members help provide jobs and, and, uh, keep us posted about housing things that they hear about. And the, the, the church is activated to take care of the widows and the orphans in their affliction. Yeah. And it's, it's probably one of the most spiritually minded things we do from James's standpoint there. Mm. Um, and we, uh, it's just excited to, to see a church, um, willing to help people in need. And, and sometimes they say, well, you know, I've never been addicted. How can I help? I said, well, all of us know what it's like to go back to a sin again and again, even if mm-hmm. even if it's destroying us spiritually and and uh, destroying relationships. It may our, our sin may not have had a chemical hook in it, but our our problems are common to man at the root. Oh yeah, yeah, and absolutely. The scriptures are sufficient for that. Addiction is not a because people I talk about an addictive personality, and I'm like, you mean a human soul? Because that's uh, <laughs> we, we may pick a different poison, but man, we we love to run to things that that give us comfort that are not Jesus. And obviously, and going back to that, I do not want to say or communicate in any way, shape, or form that it's uh, simplistic. And if you just read your Bible and prayed more, you'd be fine. That is not at all it. But if we're not doing those things. Um, 
that is yeah. that is part of our that is part of our spiritual nourishment and part of our lives it, as Christians. It so. is really important in the counseling portion of this to help identify uh, the, the the losses and the the and the negative reactions to those, you know, the despair, the anger, uh, all of those things are, are responses of the human soul to whatever circumstances they faced, uh, mm. whether they were self-inflicted or by other people. But but we have to help them go back um, and look at those patterns. And and it's, it's not just accountability to get over a drug. Yeah. It's, it's accountability and growth to be able to handle life's challenges in a mm. different way than Amen. Amen. Well, we could talk about a lot more things and, but for, for people, um, cause I, I do recommended your books for a long time and, and post-traumatic stress training that I've done on quieting a noisy soul. I know Mighty Oaks uses that resource for their, uh, veterans who are coming out of, uh, post-traumatic stress and combat trauma. A lot of other people love transform, you know, changed, uh, into his image, a lot of your other books. So where can people go to find out more about your writing, your, other ministries and, and have an opportunity to learn from you. Yeah. Uh, they can go to jimberg.com and um, all the books and audio and, and video packages are, um, are uh, surveyed there and they're with links to Amazon or Christian book distributors, wherever it, it is that they want to get it. Um, and then freedom that lasts, they can go right to freedom that lasts.com. Mm. Um, and um, then you mentioned Quieting Noisy Soul, quietingnoisysoul.com. Uh, we'll, we'll teach them about that program. It's a 26-week, uh, the subtitle is Overcoming Guilt, Anger, Anxiety, and Despair. Mm. Uh, how do we get into this uh, state? And, and what do we need to know about God? What, it's the knowledge of God that's going to be the crucial thing for us. So how, how do, what is it we need to know about God and his provisions for us? Amen. Well, tell us before, I'm going to get into two minute favorites here, a segment we do at the end, but tell me one, uh, something that you really appreciate. I appreciate you being a BCC council member, but one thing that, um, you really appreciate about the BCC and, uh, help me promote the organization. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the the first thing that comes to my mind is iron sharpening iron. Mm. It, It is wonderful to be in a room with several dozen other men and women who are in the front lines of training and, and practitioners and, um, and, and bringing to the table things that have helped and mistakes they've made and, Mm. and um, uh, scripture passages that have been unpacked and in in a fresh, but biblically exegetically correct way. And um, I just, it's just wonderful to learn from other people who are, who are doing what you are doing, and then and then that the unity and the camaraderie that it, it, mm. it you know you can hear about you can hear somebody blog about some counselor and and um, you know it keeps you from being critical when you know that person pretty well and you think well that's not him at all that's not that's not the guy I know these these people are they're yeah. they're, they're yeah. they don't have the full story or or, or whatever but I you know it's pretty hard to um, shoot at people that you know and love yeah and. Not that you don't, you, you, you wouldn't challenge if there was a necessity for a biblical challenge, but yeah, yep. boy, I, I, it just helps you with uh, <laughs> unity in the body and, and particularly in this movement. Although we have people who feel very differently about different aspects of biblical counseling, uh, yet we're, we're brothers and sisters and we really are trying to help people and shepherd them uh, into Christ's likeness. Yeah. It's a great blessing. Well, thank you. I'm glad, glad uh, that. 
obviously that is at the core of what we do and, and really central to my heart for what we do. So I'm glad that it is, uh, coming across, coming across well. So, all right. Well, two minute favorites. Um, here we go. What is your favorite food? Uh, my wife's chili. All right. Favorite color. A uh, blue favorite sport. Uh, racquetball, but I blew my elbow out, uh, a few years ago. <laughs> so that, I, I really don't watch much sports. Um, never have. So I've not been a big sportsman. I just played racquetball. All right. Favorite gift you've ever received. Um, the, the ring that came with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite gift you've ever given. The ring I, um, ever given. Probably the time spent discipling our three daughters. I, mm. I, I love doing that. It took a lot of time, but I, I think it's the biggest gift I could have given them. Amen. Favorite word? Uh, grace. Least favorite word? When somebody says, um, like, you know, like, like the, you know. in the, in the wrong context. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite book of the Bible? Uh, Old Testament, Ecclesiastes, New Testament, Ephesians. Uh, favorite book outside of scripture? Oh, J.I. Packer's Knowing God. Transform me. Mm. Favorite verse of the Bible? Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, anything chocolate. Favorite candy? <laughs> Dark chocolate. <laughs> uh, if, if you could choose any superpower, what superpower would you choose? I'd like to fly. Favorite animal? Uh, probably a lion for its strength. Uh, if you've had any ministry jobs that, or any jobs that weren't ministry jobs, what was your favorite non-ministry job? Um, a chef's assistant in, um, high school. Uh, if your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use? Uh, too busy. That's two words. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hyphenate it for you, though. Well, that wraps up the two minutes, Jim. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today on 1514. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.